monsters. <laughs> Welcome! Welcome, welcome to the podcast. You know what? I think we were out of sync. From the top! Make it drop. That's a wet ass. Cryptid. We're family friendly on this fucking podcast. Yeah, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome to Horrors, Monsters, Horrors. Welcome to Monsters, Monsters, Monsters podcast. The crime, crime, crime. Crime, crime, crime. The crime, crime, crime. <laughs> Welcome to Murder, Horror, Monsters. That is your host, Skloon. Skloon with the best buns, best ears, best... The one that has the coolest bestest friend. I would I would I, know. I do have the coolest bestest friend. Bet. I do. Yeah. Graphic's great. He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He is pretty great. Is she gonna? Is she gonna? Wiley weed? You, you nope. dope. Nope, not the greatest. No, you're the greatest. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Side note: I had someone ask me, uh, someone that I've been talking to. They were like, "Hey, can I get the name of your podcast? It's super cool that you have a podcast." And I was like, "You don't want it. Don't, don't listen to this, <laughs> please." <laughs> oh no! What? No! Hey yo! Hey yo! It's monsters, monsters, monsters on Spotify. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora. Yeah, we're on a lot of stuff now. Google Pod, girl, I got us on everything. I'm working on it anyway. Take out that rectangular device in your pocket. Type in "murder horror monsters" and we'll be on there. Just you wait, BB. I like how you're telling them to look for us while they're listening to us. Top quality marketing right there. Appreciate it. Ash, why do you always gotta <laughs> why you gotta make me wanna fight you? <laughs> Speaking of fight, did you like my uh my response to your Twitter post? I don't even think I've seen it yet. Oh bet. If you guys aren't following Skloon on Twitter, uh at S K L Zero Zero N underscore. She likes the fact that I remember the underscore. She even got the underscore there. Ooh! Ooh! You should go follow her. It's a great time. She likes to do wholesome posts that are really super sultry. And she def- she says that they're not risque or what? smutty, but we know the real thing. What do you what do you what do you One what singular you Eminem. About? Where's that Eminem coming from? Hmm. My Eminem bag, of course. Yeah? Is that what they call it nowadays? I don't understand where this innuendo is going, and I'm scared. <laughs> where do you keep your M&M's, Ash? We're fight. It's fight on site. No, no, no. Answer the question. Because <laughs> now I'm scared. <laughs> I did have a uh, big old M&M, like, candy turn style thing. That was at my old house. That was really nice. It was very the loud. I didn't like it that much. Turn style thing? Like the ones you put the quarters in? Yeah! Whoa, really? Yeah, of course. Yeah, my ex had it right next to his computer desk. That's where he would be like, I'm snackish. Oh. And he would literally just twist it. And like a handful of M&Ms would just come plopping out like at the speed of light. And then he would mm-hmm. gather them all. And then he would hold them in his hands. They were like kind of melty. And then he would just shove them all in his mouth. Well, 
Now I know where my money's going. I wonder how much they are, to be honest. I don't know. I I would fill it with with mini M and M's though. You know how many mini? You know what a handful of mini M and M's could do for you? A lot. We had this conversation yesterday. Excuse yeah. you. Yeah. We had this You're conversation right. yesterday where you were, I think you were eating M&M's and I was yeah. like, the peanut M&M's, I would eat like a couple at a time. Like they're the ones that I just like to have like one or two. The regular M&M's, I would take a singular M&M and put it in my lips and then just go and like just suck it in. I liked how like fast it was and it was just a cool little party trick that really wasn't a party trick. And then mini M&M's. You pour the whole container in your mouth all at once. Or you take one individual mini M&M at a time and you're like, I don't got time for that shit. Crunch. I like it. It's the same as like when you when you eat cereal and you get like a spoonful of milk and you're like, milk. Instead of like drinking it by tipping the bowl up, you eat it with a spoon. You know? Are you living in like a little cottage fantasy land where you just have all the time in the world? Yes. (laughs) Great. That sounds like a magical time, and I'm a little. I just like to enjoy the little things in life, Ash. Why? Why are you coming at me for sipping milk and eating tiny M and M's one at a time? It's because I also my roommate is lactose intolerant. So she literally yells at me about just having like a container of milk. She calls it the devil's juice. <laughs> it was like the first like weekend I was here, right? Mm-hmm. And I ordered delivery for groceries because we live on the third floor and I'm sorry, I'm not paid enough to bring my own groceries up those stairs. So I will pay someone to do that for me. And we we bought some stuff and I was like, oh, I really want some hot chocolate. Like, it's a comfort thing. So I bought like a half gallon of milk and she was helping me unpack. And she was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I was like, what? And she's like, you brought the devil's juice into this household? And I was like, what are we talking about? Like, not remembering. And she was like, this white specimen of satan's juice and like shook the carton at me and i was like it's milk i don't have any dietary issues ma'am and she just kind of looked at me and she sighed and she was like i guess i gotta get used to it then huh and i was like yeah because i'm gonna have cereal with milk all the delicious milk i feel bad for people that are lactose intolerant because milk is delicious yeah i could sit and just drink a whole gallon of milk by myself. Well, no, I can't do that. But I would nope. drink like a really big glass straight out of the gallon. No, into my mouth. Give it to me. Were you the kid that really liked the Got Milk commercials? I don't remember. Oh my gosh! Okay, give me give me two seconds. This is why we have cellular devices. I'm gonna send you a image of the Got Milk commercial. They were everywhere because what happened was the whole stigma came out that no one was drinking enough milk and they wanted people to drink more milk. It was just a huge thing. So they were like, how do we get kids to drink milk? You put their favorite celebrities. Oh, is you the give them. You give them a milk stash and you pose with them and they're like, hey, you got milk? 
Oh, got milk. Oh, my God. Got milk. I totally forgot all about the milk mustaches and the got milk. Mm-hmm. The weirdness of it all, like LeBron James, Michael Jordan. LeBron James. Uh, what is it? Uh, Monica and Rachel from Friends, Whoopi Goldberg. Like, every everyone was in a got milk commercial or ad. It was in, like, magazines and newspapers and shit. That's fun. Now that you talk about this, I vividly remember there was, like, a, a poster at school, but it was of a, of a cow with a milk mustache, and it said got milk. And it used to be my favorite thing ever because it was in the lunchroom in between, like, the Gatorade machine. And I always be Wait. like, hey, 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 why is that cow drink milk? That cow squirts out milk. That's, That's funny. what I'm saying. Why is the cow <laughs> drinking its own milk? But, I mean, at the end of the day, we also drink cow milk. It's fine. I mean, humans drink human milk, right? Babies drink human milk. Yes. But a grown person would not drink. Okay, hold on. Let me. No, no, no. Let me phrase this. Okay. A grown person would not drink human milk for sustenance. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel like cows do not have the mental capacity like dolphins and humans do to have that pleasure center. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that works like that. I don't think there are kinky cows everywhere. Maybe. No. Maybe we'll never know. The mystery's out there. Is we're that what makes Wagyu it. beef so good? Because they're just kinky cows. Who's <laughs> a kinky cow? Maybe. Mm, mm-mm. I love milk, though. Man, I love milk. Milk's good. I like having a tall, ice-cold glass of milk. With, like, three cookies that were just freshly made. Oh, yeah. It's the nice thing. I will say, I used to have a stepdad that would literally drink, like, gallons of milk. Like, you say that you would drink a whole gallon in one sitting. This man would drink three, like, during dinner time. It didn't matter. He always had it. But he would put ice in it. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. Ice. Oh, no. If that man was not drinking Mountain Dew and eating Papa John's pizza, not sponsored, he would be drinking just gallons of milk, ice cold, with literal ice in it. Oh, no. Yes. Oh. Yes. No. Yes. And that's where I stayed away from milk for a hot minute. I was like, no, thank you. Not a fan. So now I have to make sure my milk is like ice temperature by like putting it like in the perfect spot in the fridge and making sure my fridge is like an iceberg in there, but never ice, never actual ice. No, because then it just melts. Then you got watery milk. Ew. Yeah, not a fan. Ew. So this podcast <laughs> sponsored by brought milk. to you by Got Milk. <laughs> Do you have milk? Do you have milk? I don't have... Actually, humans do not create milk until they actually get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't that the same with cows, though? I don't know. I'm not a huge cow anatomy person. I thought... I might be totally wrong, mm-hmm. but I thought I read somewhere that in order for them to produce milk... They have to be pregnant or had been pregnant? At least once, Yeah. It makes sense because it's the same way humans are. And then they just kind of keep, like, sucking it out, you know, with things. Supply and demand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's constant flow. 
it's the same concept with humans, and that's why with people who are pregnant and give birth, if you do want to breastfeed, they always say, like, supply demand, so always try to feed from the nipple before you try anything else, because the more you engage it, the more milk comes out. So, from my understanding, I'm not a medical doctor, I'm not a gynecologist, I'm not an OBGYN, I'm not any of that. I just took some doula classes, and this is what I remember from some book. So the people who have the mammary glands, right? Because we stand trans rights here and not just women breastfeed. Side note. When they do decide to chest feed, you already have the, the tissues and the organs to produce milk. However, they do not actually become active or like, I don't want to say grow, but they don't actively like become enlarged or engorged until you become pregnant. So that's why a lot of the times when people's chests get really sore when they are pregnant, it's because they're literally growing new tissues. They're expanding that area to then form milk. And then typically when the baby is born, your body will produce, I believe it's called colostrum. And that is like a clear, thicky liquid that is actually supposed to be, not super clear, but it actually has all the antibodies for the baby. And it's like gold. Like chest milk, breast milk is already considered liquid gold. The first two weeks of your quote milk is like the best thing that you can ever give to a child because it is packed full of nutrients all the antibodies for the baby that the mom had already carried and things of that nature. And then after that runs dry, I don't know if it's two weeks. It could be like three days or whatever. But after that runs dry, then it turns into milk. And therefore, you just consistently need it and you produce it. So there you go. Knowledge for your ear holes. Ta-da. The more you know. That's also why a lot of the times your chest, your boobs and such will still stay fairly large after pregnancy, but can quickly shrink back up because you are literally drying out the tissues and your muscles in your chest. The human body is fascinating. It's so weird, right? Yeah, it's just like, it's like, okay, this is happening. Let's grow some new stuff. Here we go. You're already growing a baby. Might as well grow more things at the same that's time. That's true. Oh man, that's so weird. You're growing a you're growing a person. You're growing in there. a person. It starts out as a little tiny bean, and then it becomes a full fledged bean. Oh my god! Oh, beans. Speaking of beans, <laughs> my cats have been super drugged. Oh no! For a hot minute now. And they are having the best time of their life. Anxiety. It doesn't just affect humans. <laughs> oh, oh no, my dog has mad anxiety. This separation anxiety. My cats have been like trying to take over the new house. They've been like roaming around and like laying on the couches and stuff. And my roommate's other two cats, sh- they are scared of everything. One likes to hide under the bed. So he refuses to come out like anytime. Oh no. Which is super sad because he's a sweet, he's a sweet babe. But the other cat, he's like, I don't like the fact that I'm big boy. I'm so big and so large. And yet this other cat is just as big and just as large, but meaner. So everyone gets to be doped up and they were having a great time. I don't know what happened in the window, but they did not like what they saw in the window. It's the oogity boogity. It's out there. Animals are weird. Animals are weird. How have you been, Skloon? 
How has... I've talked a lot. How are you? I mean, we just had a whole discussion about milk. I don't know if that's really necessarily, like, talk about ourselves, you know? <laughs> well, then I talked about boobs and chest milk and pregnancy and... Uh, how, are, ways. how are you? You've had some commissions recently? I have. I have commissions. I'm constantly putting stuff in the Cursed Cult store. If you want something cursed or cute, stop on by. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll do whatever you want. Okay, Alright, well that's I'll I'll do whatever you want, baby. No, 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 no. no. Taco night. <laughs> I'm a married woman. I can't do this. Anyway. A married woman who died and was resurrected. <laughs> but I was resurrected. Before he I never died. loved you. He, he never loved me. <laughs> I'm okay, though. Egg commissions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm getting more commissions. I love you. That's all that matters. Our viewers love you. That's truly uh, all that matters. Our beautiful viewers. I've missed our viewers with those glorious peepers. Let me see those peepers. Open glorious peepers. Not so glorious ear holes. They need to no, work no, on no. them a little more. No, 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 no. Only the peepers. <laughs> I've been okay. I've been uh, arting. I've been streaming. Yep. Yep. About it. You know, we all have sad days and good days. And it is what it is, you know? Keep on yeah. keeping on. It's been one six week weeks since you, you looked, looked at me. me. <laughs> Did you just say six weeks? I couldn't remember the amount of weeks. One. Uno. Uno week. They, man, six weeks, they, they don't have any care in the world. It's nice to kind of, like, focus on, like, art and streaming and kind of all the... The things that make you happy. And I'm really glad that you had the time now to do that. That's really nice. Yeah, I'm, I want to carve a moment out right here. Nope. And I just want to say that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh-huh. listen, listen. I love you. And you've given me opportunity to where I'm really happy in my life right now. And I'm Aww. not stressed. And, and it's all thanks to you. In our podcast, but mostly you. And I just love you. Can I be, like, super real for, like, two seconds? Yeah. So, again, person I was talking to, we were just talking and, and you had to know each other kind of deal. And he was like, do you want to be famous? And I was like, well, famous is such a tough word, right? It's how famous do you want to be? Do you want to be, like, superstar Zephron famous where like your name is everywhere and you can't go anywhere without being recognized or do you want to be like novel famous where people know your name but they don't really know like what you look like they know what you you know can seem like and I was like honestly I was like I think everyone wants to be famous I was like but the reason I would like to be famous is not for me but I was like I would really love it for the things that I am doing you know, podcasting, the streaming, just things like that. I was like, I would love for them to take off so that I can support my friend and I can support charities that we both agree upon. We both are feel really strongly about. I was like, that's why I wanted to do the podcast. I really wanted, you know, we haven't been able to do it a lot right now, but I was like, I really want to be able to reach out 
you know, work with charities, work with victims. You know, I want people to tell their own stories whenever they have the chance. I want to be able to extend that branch out so that we can make a difference, you know, trying to help people, those who are in, you know, like kidnapping stories like Jan Broberg and, you know, how to escape your killers and, and all these things. And I was like, but I also want to do it good because I might have it okay right now. I'm I'm very privileged in my, you know, my day job. I'm very privileged in where I currently live. I was like, but not every people has that. And I was like, and I would love for my my partner in crime, my co-host, my one of my best friends to be able to do what she wants with her passions and her art and her life in general. And I was like, and if this is somehow an avenue for her to do any of that, I want to be able to help her get that bridge. I want to be able to do that because at the end of the day, that's what I would be famous for is not the podcast in general, but making other people's lives better for any, any fraction of it, you know? And I was like, and if that doesn't work, then, you know, being famous with just my friends is also just as great and just as important because I want to be that person where, you know, when you talk about me, it's not filled with like dirt or mud or whatever, but it's, you know, yeah, I remember her. Like, she's such a great person. Like, she did this. We have these fun memories. You know, I went to the Orlando Science Center over the weekend, and I'm hoping that, you know, just the fun times that we had keep me, quote, famous in other people's memories and hearts. And that's what I want is just for that. And he was like, that's really kind of great. And I was like, I know, right? (laughs) I just, I want to do charity work and I want to be able to do things and help people not feel scared and do what they want to do in their passions. And if I make a difference in just one person's life, i.e. yours, because you're in this with me, we're going to the moon, then that's all that matters. We're going to the moon. Mm -hmm. Listen, you already made a difference in my life way before we even started this podcast. Just by being my friend. Scoob. My world got so much better the when day you came you into it. it. Yep. Like, that's cheesy. But it's true. If I don't see that on your Twitter post that I sent you, I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> I feel like you just really, you really like my company. And I really like your company. And I just want to, I just love you. I really like your company. I was so sad the other day when you were like, we can record tomorrow. That's okay. Do you still want to vibe? And I was like, I so want to vibe. No, but my she, head does not want to vibe. No, your head hurt. I'm just, I'm, I'm just clingy, man. <laughs> Don't mind me. All the love all the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I was like. I was like, I know she understands, and I know that she's going to be like, yes, okay, like, I get it. But I also, I wanted a vibe, and I just kind of lay there, and I was like, can my brain not hurt for, like, two minutes so that I could not, so that we can hang out? No, didn't, didn't like that. But I understand what you're saying with the, with the famous thing. I always took it as, like, I don't want to be famous, I want to be known, you yes. know? Yeah. I want to be like a like a comfort spot for somebody. If I can make somebody smile because I did something stupid or cracked a joke or even like listen to somebody and be like, it's, it's you know, it's going to be okay. I think it's not going to be okay, but like I thought I wasn't going to be okay and I'm okay right now, so it's going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. 
you know i want to be a comfort spot i want to be like all the other people i've watched and listened to growing up i want to be that for somebody exactly yeah and it's definitely a really good feeling overall whenever you know that like earlier when i was like i feel like i've been a bad friend because of all these things and you were like shut up stop talking about my friend like that (laughs) and i was like but it's true though because i will throw hands with whoever talks bad with my friend even you <laughs> even you so i mean that's what it's again it was one of those things i was talking about with my friend rose our friend rose i was like i this is how i feel and i was like and i'm sorry that i haven't been that person that you needed and she was like how fucking dare you she's like you needed you this past couple of months like you needed you as a friend she's like i'm not worried i love you take your pace do your own thing. It's fine. And I was like, I have such amazing friends. Like, sweet as beans. Like, yeah. It's because you're an amazing person. You deserve amazing friends because you're an amazing person. And we're lucky to have you and, and have you as our friend. I love how you're talking about yourself in, like, kind of the third person, but also not. <laughs> what? You are the amazing friend. How dare you? No, 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 no. I'm just a squeeb. Mm-mm. I'm just a squeeb. No, ma'am. Mm-mm. I will remove What's your you name. Do? Huh? I you... will remove your name. What are you going to do? I will throw more money at you. Huh? More presents. No. You want a new game? I got Sorry. You don't want a new game? No. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> threaten you with kindness. Just threaten <laughs> you with kindness. Damn it. <laughs> Guys, don't, don't ever threaten people with knives or to take them out they clearly want that throw them with compliments and good vibes Listen, no one I, wants that i now have a system if you give me too much kindness i put you in the timeout box apparently that's, that's how i'm gonna deal with this from now on <laughs> is that what happened uh okay so story you want story time give me a story time emo has a problem i'm talking about you emo pumpkin spice latte you have a problem <laughs> Every single stream, she gives me so many bits, and I tell her no, because even now, she had to scrounge up quarters to get dinner. Oh! I know! So I'm like, save your money, stop it. I would rather you eat and be okay than give me bits. And she won't listen to me. So, I've taken matters in my own hand, I've made my own box just for her. And slowly today, people were just falling in the box. One told me I wouldn't do it, not naming any names, graphic. And then <laughs> Spooky, uh-huh. because she's a lizard person. We know this, Spooky. We know you're a lizard person. Will wanted to go in the box. Will's funny. He could be in the box. <laughs> Would I be in the box? Oh, for sure. Uh, rude, first of all. Uh, did you, or did you not just talk bad about my best friend before we started doing this? He's going straight in the box. First of all, I took it back when you asked me to. Okay, all right. Well, you see, you would have went in the box, and then I would have taken you out of the box. I don't want to go in the box. Nobody puts baby in the box. Emo just permanently lives in the box. <laughs> I was going to say, she's, oh. Well, that just makes me want to shower her with a gift. I know, right? Especially, oh, now I also feel bad because I know during Rose's stream... Little Pumpkin Boo, she bought, like, four gifts off of that wish list for Rose. 
because she had extra money. And now that she's trying to scrounge up her quarters to buy food, it makes my heart break. I'm going to buy her something. I'm still going to um, throw her something. When is she streaming oh yeah. again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should definitely message her hey when you're streaming because everyone's been messaging her that for like a whole month and she hates it and it's funny but i'm gonna do it right now do it we're not doing anything in, in this moment psst. I'm gonna do psst. you didn't know until now that it was me <laughs> beg wow i wrote beg i'm gonna leave it at, psst. hey hey beg i'm gonna wait and see if she replies <laughs> It was so funny, too, because everybody in chat started, like, DMing her when she's going to stream because she was talking about how she hated it. And hey. everybody's sentence started with, so, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, hey, pissed, yes. And I was like, yeah, so, uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of shit that I love to do, though. It's just a great... A great time. I love people. I love making people happy. I love making people happy, especially when I am sad. However, I'm sad a lot, especially recently. So I feel like I need to keep my wallet very far away from me. Because <laughs> I would spend all Man, my money. There's big facts. Same, same. But I can't, I, same, same. I hardly ever have money, so I just throw art at people. Your art makes me so happy. I'm glad. I try so hard. I try so hard. I just want to have good things. That's all. I just want to make my friends art. You make beautiful art. You should follow her on, on Coffee. K-O-F-I. Google Skloon. Yeah, Coffee. It's a good site. I fully recommend Coffee to anybody. Yeah, Coffee is really good. Trying to sell stuff. Trying to do commissions. It's great for commissions. Oh my god, I've never had like a place you can like choose options and bundles and stuff for commissions that's amazing yeah coffee is a super great website for just in general it's good yeah. for tips it's good for it's good yeah for tips for streams and stuff it's a, it's a good place like i'm I'm just gonna this is <laughs> i wish we were sponsored by coffee but like listen 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 if you're an artist and you want to do commissions and you don't know how to set up your own page coffee man get coffee you can put your commissions you can put bundles, so, like, you don't have to calculate, like, oh, this person wants, like, four people in the drawing, they want it colored, they want it shaded, they want it so-and-so, let me calculate this price. No, they'll just select it, and then they pay you right there. And it's amazing. And you get a whole list of all your commissions, and once you're done with them, you can mark them as complete, so you keep a list of what you need to do next. Oh, but! Yeah, I didn't it even know that. so cool. It is so cool. I'm going to send this episode to Coffee and just be like, hey, sponsor, sponsor us. us. Coffee, you amazing. I love you. <laughs> I use coffee to post all my recipes. I should probably get back on that. That's a lot of fun. I don't cook as much anymore, though, because now my roommate is a chef, so she cooks for us just mostly. <laughs> post your food. <laughs> Yo. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, how'd you make this? And then take a picture of it and then, you know? She's literally that, that person where she'll be like, oh, you want bacon, eggs, uh, and you want, like, some toast for your breakfast? Perfect. And so she'll make it and she'll cook it perfectly and she'll literally pose it, like, on the plate for you and she'll Ooh. clean up all the messes. So it looks like this perfectly coiffed, like, plate of food and you're like, wow, I just wanted bacon, eggs, and toast and you made a fucking elegant meal out of this shit what and then she'll take pictures for herself and it's kind of great 
Well, there you go. Just, just, just steal her pictures. <laughs> I mean, like, ask for them. Hey, can I please have the picture of the Spam Masubi bowl that you made for me the other week? Thanks. I also cook, but, so, like, the way that our house dynamic works, we have been, we're listed as domestic partners on Google. It's great. Because her Google Home gets really mad at her specifically and like won't listen to her but like if i say anything it immediately picks me up it doesn't matter where i am it immediately picks me up so the way that our system works is i work until six uh most weekdays and then she works from home as well however she's not needing to be at a computer at all times she's able to get up move around walk around go to doctor's appointments doesn't really matter so she'll start cooking around like five thirty, six o'clock, depending on what we're having. And so it's ready for me when we get done. And then I clean the dishes. She puts the dishes away. I make us tea for after dinner. Like it's kind of like a really good setup. But the other day uh, she looked at me and she pouted and I was like, can I help you? And she was like, when do you want dinner? And I was like, I don't know. What time do you want to make dinner? Like, I said it wrong. I meant more of like, what time frame do you yeah. want dinner to be? Yeah. And she goes, I don't want to make dinner today. She's like, I have a headache and I haven't eaten. I'm like, oh, I'm, that's not what I meant. I'm so sorry. I figured you were asking me. This, so you wanted me to make dinner. I mean, when would you? She's like, now, please. Can you please now? Please. And I was like, yes. Burgers coming right on up. Oh, my gosh. We've been talking to burgers. Literally, like, every episode, I feel. Man, burgers are so good, though. So fucking good. Burgers, sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, on that note, do you want to get into our spooky, scary stories for today? Yes, let's dig into that meat and potatoes. I am hungry. Ooh, potatoes. I know. I just made myself hungry. I know, I was like, every time we say that, it always makes me, like, a little hungrier. Are you ready for the cryptid of the week? I am ready. Let me set the mood for y'all. It's Valentine's Day. Morning time. Crisp dew is on the leaves. A little bit of fog. That, like, nice, nice early morning. Like, when you used to get for school, and you go to the bus stop, and it's, like, foggy, and you can barely see down the street. That. On February 14th, in 19... 67 in Tuscumbia, Missouri, awakens a 64-year-old farmer by the name of Claude Edwards woke up on this Valentine's Day to a surprise. But instead of a suitor knocking on his door with a nice bundle of daisies and heart-shaped box of chocolates, he got something else. Something out of this world. (laughs) Do you like the dramatic soap? I wish you do this all the time. This is incredible. <laughs> it's like that just coming back energy. <laughs> more flair. More gremlin. More flair. Edwards, like every other morning, got up bright and early to tend to his farm duties for the day. He made his way to the barn and noticed all his cattle gathered together in the eastern field, staring out in the same direction. Thinking it strange, he followed their line of sight, and what he found shocked him. There's something you need to know about Edwards here. He's a no-nonsense man. Simple, hard-working, salt-of-the-earth, Midwesterner, who had no time for any kind of foolishness 
like aliens or flying saucers, cryptids or spooky things that go bump in the night. He wanted to hear nothing of it. All he knew was hard work in his farm. So it was a surely big shock for him when he followed his cattle's vision through a grove of trees to what appeared to be a UFO sitting in one of his nearby fields. He described it as a massive grayish-green mushroom-like object which is perched atop a cylinder tube in the meadow adjacent to his barn. Unwilling to take his eyes off the strange object sitting in his field, he put down the feed bucket and latched up the barn door shut. And that's when he saw a tiny group of strange creatures swarming beneath the mushroom-like object. Edwards estimated that he was separated from the creatures by about 70 feet of land, two wire fences, and, of course, the group of cows. Not pleased by the fact that his cows were being spooked and that his property was being trespassed on by whatever those were, he climbed the first gate and started walking directly towards the object in the gathering of creatures underneath it. Edwards described these creatures as being approximately three feet in height, having a grayish-green complexion, much like their ship, had seemingly no hands, or that their arms were moving too swiftly for him to discern the shape of appendages. And these aliens were either wearing a type of goggle, or had a large, wide-set black eyes. This is so weird. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine, like, walking in and like, oh, all right then. No. <laughs> and, no. like, walking away? <laughs> no. Not today. On Valentine's Day of all days. Going back to bed. <laughs> they also had dark protrudences where their noses and mouths should be. Kind of like the, you know, the pangu, like, newt, newt, like that. Edwards watched in wonder as the bizarre creatures buzzed back and forth directly beneath the odd device, arms swinging frantically at their sides. He would later claim that these little creatures kind of resembled green penguins with no visible neck. As he reached the second gate, the creatures began to move in a more agitated manner. He then decided to pick up a pair of the largest rocks he could find nearby with the intention of damaging the UFO-type object to prevent it from taking off. He approached within 15 feet of the craft and was suddenly stopped by some invisible force. He claimed he couldn't see or feel whatever the force was. He was just stopped dead in his tracks. Being so close to the craft at that point let him observe it better. He noted an estimated 18-foot diameter of the curved top of the craft and had an 8-foot apex. Its hull was like a metallic shiny silk and looked very smooth and seamless. The farmer went on to describe the ship as having evenly spaced oval holes that were roughly 1 foot wide and 1 foot apart. These holes do not appear to function as windows and said to be some sort of lighting that cast an array of rainbow colors. These ovals looked like a big shell, same green, grayish looking color. They were so bright, couldn't really see what was in there, but it looked as if the colors were turning as if on like a wheel. So like there was just a wheel of color just spinning in there. When his attempts to move forward were met with fail, the farmer backed off from the craft by about 10 feet and threw one of the rocks he was still clutching his hand. Sure enough, the rock hit whatever force had stopped him, bounced off of it silently, and landed on the ground. He hurriedly threw the second rock, which had the same outcome. 
The beings scuttling around beneath the craft began to go up into the backside of the tube that was descended from it. It assumed that might be the entry point to the craft, so they could leave. Suddenly, the craft tilted at him, then again. On the third time, it left. It lifted from the ground. It began levitating into the sky without any propulsion system known. It just kind of zooped and was in the sky. The mushroom-shaped UFO then soared upwards at a tremendous speed, and it leveled off and headed towards the direction of St. Elizabeth to the northeast of Tiscumbia. He later told the encounter to a UFO investigator, Ted Phillips. Edwards is quoted as saying, The whole thing took about five minutes, maybe ten. He had never seen anything like it. It looked like shiny silk or something. He just couldn't tell. He was going to tell if he could have hit it with his rock. So he's really trying to down that thing so he could get a closer look at it. One detail that seemed to add a stroke of truth to this bizarre story is the fact that Edwards was a seasoned man of the land who stood to gain very little except for the ridicule of his peers by admitting to these strange events. In fact, when Phillips was introduced to Edwards through his brother, the farmer refused to utter a word about the incident until the young researcher pledged to protect the farmer's identity, which he did until Edwards' death. Phillips described his first encounter with Edwards as, When I first arrived at the farm, we visited for several long minutes. After gaining his confidence that I wouldn't reveal his name or location until his death, he didn't like talking about the sighting at first, but became more comfortable as we discussed the weather and farming. I asked him to relive the event in real time, and we began on his front porch with the fence in large barn near the leading area. The fact that his farmer never tried to squeeze an ounce of publicity or make a profit off of any of this has led many investigators to conclude that there would be no motivation for a prank on the part of Edwards. In further support of Edwards' claims is the uncanny trace evidence left behind in the field where the UFO had landed. Phillips, who arrived to interview Edwards not long after the event in question, was able to photograph the effects of this UFO had on the field, including the spot where the support tube had met the soil. Phillips explained when he arrived on the site, the traces were still quite visible. It was only one meter in diameter and slightly irregular circle where the shaft had rested. The soil was extremely dehydrated in contrast with the surrounding soil. Here lies the end of the space penguins that visited on Valentine's Day. They just wanted a Valentine's Day. I was gonna say, they really just wanted some love. Yeah, they just they were just like showing up and they're like, hey man, what's They up? were like, hey, wow, newt newt. Newt newt. Newt newt, 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 love. newt, newt, love, newt, newt, love, death newt, by newt, newt, death by death newt, by. newt. Oh. <laughs> I love them though. At first, I was like, mm, I "This whole outfit we got going on, not digging it." But I kind of love them. They're so cute. Do you have a picture of them? Are we gonna have pictures of them? I do. I do have <gasps> pictures of them. I do. Yes. Yep. We'll see the newt newts. Don't you worry. Oh, thank you. I listen because, like, whenever I was doing the um, I don't remember one cryptid that I had, but in my brain I was like, oh yeah, oh no, no, no. it wasn't the one that we've done. It was one of those things that like we were going through the cryptid list of like ones that we wanted to do, and I was like, this guy is weird. He's weird as fuck, man. And it was like a skinless on a on a horse 
it's bad vibes. And I was like, I can't oh, describe I this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was one of those I things I was like, oh. So having a picture is always going to be super great. And uh, they'll be posted on Twitter at MHMPod, right? Yep. MHMPod on Twitter. Good old bird app. And we'll eventually have them posted on TikTok. That's going to happen one day. Yeah. <laughs> Before I forget, my credits are cryptidsfandoms.com. Always tried always. and true. Obscure Legend Fandom, Cryptids of the World, a Tumblr post, and then Strangeology.com. And also, I would like to dedicate this one specifically to Graphic. (laughs) (laughs) Demographic. Space Newt Newt's Ash. I know. It is a graphic. Mm -hmm. He he is a Space Newt Newt. I'm going to call him Space... Oh my god! I'm going to call him Space space Newt Newt. That's it. Okay. It will eventually turn into Snoot Snoot because it's space Newt Newt. So oh, true. Snoot Newt. It'll, it'll eventually happen. That's what I was Yeah. Yeah. I hope mm-hmm. you like my tail. It was a short tail. It was a good tail. It was a short cryptid. Only three feet. I was going to say, they're half my height. They're teeny tiny babies. They're just a little baby. That's all they are. You're just a little taller than they are. So you know what? It works out. <laughs> I, I almost is shorter. I, I was waiting for. It. I was like, is she gonna, is she gonna do it? Do I can get away with not being called short this episode? Nope. I almost said that you were shorter than they are, and I was like, no, no, I'll give her, I'll give her her four feet. I'm not gonna take any more feet from her. Oh dear, I'm taking my feet. <laughs> You're now like what, almost a full foot and a half shorter than what you really are. I mean, if you guys keep cutting me down, I'm, you know, every single time I talk to you, either you or graphic, you take away a foot from me, and you know what? No, we always take away one inch. Always an inch. I went hard this time. I I just cut the rest of you off. It's fine. I'm gonna send these to you so you can see. Yay! Alright, let me... Newt-newts. Yes! Mm-hmm. This is almost exactly what I was thinking of. I know! Little babies! They are weird, but I love them. I like the first image for sure. They look like little uh, I little avocados with legs. An avocado. That's what they look like, or little avocados with legs. I can't unsee that. Teens. In the land of Missouri. Missouri. That's that's what they look like. Well, thank you for that. I love that. Yeah. Oh. I was really excited to do those. I like space penguins. Space newt newts. Snoot newt. Before we jump into our another story, I just wanted to do a quick shout out. Remember at Witches Beauty Parlor, W I T C H E S Beauty Parlor.com. If you use code MONSTERS15, MONSTERS15, you get 15% off your entire order. And they have eyeshadow palettes, which I used over the weekend, and it was great. Little gemstone bracelets. They have lip glosses for both true crime and horror movies. They have stickers. They just have a whole array of things, and they're coming out with more things, more products, more witchy stuff. But they also donate to charities for all purchases made. So please go support a good company that is actually trying to do good as well. And remember, Monsters 15 at checkout for 15% off. Yee! 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 
So my story is still true crime. It's about a murder. Just gonna throw it right out there. It's a well-known murder. So hopefully I can tell it in a way that's not the normal, you know? So on April 3rd, 1882, Thomas Howard was living peacefully in his home in St. Joseph, Missouri. It had been a hot, hot day. So he had taken off his overcoat and he placed it near his couch and removed the two pistols hidden in it. Why he has pistols if he's living peacefully, who knows. He stowed them away before others, specifically his neighbors, could see them. He was with friends. He was welcoming them into his home when he then saw a picture slightly askew and dusty and he stood up to adjust it with the words, quote, In God we trust in front of his eyes, when he heard the sound of a gun being cocked. And before he knew it, he was shot in the back of the head, dead before he hit the floor. And when he was being ID'd, two previous gun wounds and a partially missing middle finger had identified him as someone other than Thomas Howard. Do you know who this person is? No, I don't. You didn't take history class. I don't remember history class. Same. It's been it's been a while. The American Robin Hood and the notorious gang member Jesse James. Wow! I heard so much about Jesse James from like my high school was really weird. So I had a government slash psychology teacher who talked nothing about psychology or government. He actually talked a lot about Jesse James and he talked a lot about John Wayne. Just nonstop. You could, he would start off class but being like, the three branches of government. And then someone would raise their hand and be like, hey, how about that movie with that one guy, Wayne John? And he'd be like, no. John Wayne, and would go on a whole tangent for the entire class. This is amazing. It was kind of great. He was that person that was like, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to mow my lawn at 4 a.m. because I don't have any other time to do it. And I was like, your neighbors must freaking hate you. Then he got arrested. I was already graduated, but apparently he climbed into a woman's car and flashed her and she was an undercover cop. Oh, no. Yeah. He just did the things, and I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Weird, man. Wow. Good job getting arrested. <laughs> I knew you were kind of weird with the 4 a.m. lawnmower thing, but like, wow. So, Jesse James was born in Clay County, Missouri on September 5th, 1847, to Robert S. James and his wife, Zerelda. I love her name. I was so happy that there was someone named Zerelda. It's just perfect. It's like Zelda and uh, Esmeralda kind of like rolled into one, you know? Yeah. His father was a Baptist minister prior to coming to Missouri and founded the William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. Uh, They had farmland. They did own slaves. And when Robert died in 1850, Zerelda and her new husband continued owning the slaves who would work as farm hands in tobacco cultivation. So just so we all know, obviously we don't condone slavery. We don't condone any of that. We will be talking about slavery. Should have mentioned that in the beginning. Because this is Jesse James, and he was literally someone in the Civil War. Just buckle your seatbelts, okay? Like, it, it's weird. It's a weird story. 
As Missouri was a border state prior and during the time of the Civil War, it shared characteristics of both northern and southern states. However, three-fourths of the population was mainly from the south or adjoining border states. So they mostly, they would fight for the right to own slaves. They would fight for the right to keep their current way of life versus letting slaves free and treating them as their fellow man. So that plays like a huge theme in like the whole battle for Missouri. Due to farmland and pioneer families, Clay County in particular was heavily influenced by the South and held most slaveholders and slaves than any other region in the state. For more context, Missouri, the state, had 10% of their population listed as slaves, whereas Clay County had 25% of their population as slaves, right? Mm -hmm. So when Kansas and Nebraska was turned into territories via the KN Act in 1854, many individuals from Missouri tried to move to Kansas to start a foundation for slavery. They essentially wanted more states to have more hands in the pot, if you will. Jesse James's brother, Frank James, joined a Missouri company that was formed for for secessionist Drew Lobb's army, where he ended up fighting at the Battle of Wilson's Creek in August of 1861. After he returned home from the battlefield, he was pinpointed as a member of the, quote, Bushwhackers, or the guerrilla squad based out of Clay County. And as the Union was trying to crack down on outbursts from guerrilla fighters, They actually did raid the James Samuel Farm in 1863 in an attempt to find Frank or any of the other members. The Union soldiers may have lashed Jesse James and actually tortured his brother Reuben Samuel through a brief hanging. Essentially, it was just kind of like, hey, we think this one person fucked up and like attacked a whole bunch of our Union people. So we're going to come and torture children at this farm land because we can. The 1800s, my guys. 1800s. When Jesse James was 16, going on 17, he joined the Taylor Guerrilla Group following his brother Frank after eluding capture from the raid on the family farm. In 1864, Taylor ended up losing his right arm to a shotgun blast which prompted Frank and Jesse to leave his group and join William Anderson's group. He was also known as Bloody Bill, and this is where Jesse ended up receiving a chest wound. At this time, the group was also friendly with William Quantrill's group, and while with the Bushwhackers, Frank and Jesse took part in the Centralia Centralia Massacre. This massacre began when the train returning Union soldiers home was stopped 22 of them were killed or heavily wounded, and those who were killed had either been scalped or dismembered, leaving a very gruesome sight. After Bloody Bill was eventually killed in October, Frank followed the Quattro Raiders into Kentucky, and James went to Texas under Archie Clement's command from Bloody Bill's group. So they all kind of just split in their own different directions, but they were still doing what they were already doing. As time went on, James returned to Missouri and he was trying to surrender to a Union Cavalry Patrol near Lexington, Missouri, and he was actually shot for the second time in the chest. So his chest was impenetrable. No one can kill him there. He ended up recovering at his uncle's boarding house in Harlem, and he was being nursed back to health by his cousin, Zerelda Mims, whom he married nine years later after their courtship. Oh. 
remember, we're in the 1880s, 1860s, I'm sorry. No one thought that your cousin was not off the table, but he knew that she had good family genetics. Oh, no. He knew that she would bear him strong children. It's okay. He's, she's cousin, not sister. Cousin. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so Jesse's old boss, Archie Clement, was still leading the Bushwalker group, and they committed the first daylight armed bank robbery in the United States. I thought that was pretty freaking cool. I'm not a fan of the whole we're wanting to keep slavery and all the other bullshit, but like the fact that they did the first daylight bank robbery, that's something to write home about, you know? Yeah. Uh, They robbed the Clay County Savings Association on February 13th, 1866, which was owned by a Republican former militia officer. It seemed that the gang had a vendetta against Republican parties Hence why they harassed and targeted Republican businesses. Now, I'm just going to let you know, a little brief history lesson here. Republicans, from what I remember in history, are actually the today's Democrats. So there was Democratic Republicans, and then there were Republicans, from my understanding. I could be horribly wrong, but today's Democrats used to be 1800s like Republicans. So think of that as you will. So the Republicans in this time frame were very much against slavery. They were very, like, I don't want to say socialist, but they were very much like, let's all help each other out. Let's, we're all free. We're all people. Like, let's do the thing that we're supposed to do. You know, let's focus on rebuilding. And everyone else is like, nah, let's not do that. During the gang's escape, George Wymore, a student at the college that Jesse's father helped found, was actually killed, and he was only 17. It remains a mystery if the James brothers actually took part in the robbery, because like I said, it was only Archie Clement leading a group of people, but it's not necessarily stated that Jesse and or his brother were in the robbery. But however, due to their later very many deeds, the public actually believes that Jesse and Frank led the heist. Throughout the years, Jesse James and his brother performed much much crime, and actually did not become well-known until December 7th, 1869. On this day, Jesse and his brother decided they were going to rob the Davies County Savings Association in Gallatin, Missouri, in where they actually did not rob much money, but ended up killing the cashier, John Sheets, uh, believing him to be Samuel Cox, who was the one that actually killed Bloody Bill during the Civil War. So a lot of mistaken identity. They were like, we're getting revenge for our old boss, our old comrade. Just kidding. We murdered a perfectly innocent man. Oops. The robbery also ended up being the only known case against Jesse James and his brother, as Daniel Smoot was asking for $223.50 from them to replace his horse saddle and bridle, which they stole while escaping from the robbery scene. I don't know how much $223.50 is in today's money, but a lot is a, is a lot. The brothers failed to appear in court, as they do, and Smoot won said case. However, it's not actually certain if he ever was able to collect the money. Uh, it usually, most of the credits that I reviewed, most of the sources, say that he didn't because the boys did not have $223.50 just lying around. They would have tried to get it from somewhere else and they were still on the run so more than likely he was never going to get that money 
And the Missouri governor, Thomas T. Crittenden, set a reward for the capture of Jesse James, as this was now considered the first time that he was labeled an outlaw. Because he was ostracized as an outlaw, James and an editor and founder of the Kansas City Times, John Newman Edwards, uh, they ended up joining forces and they started making letters publicly asserting his innocence of most crimes. So he was using the tabloids to prove his innocence of all the crimes that he actually committed. Oh. <laughs> what a time. I feel like that hasn't changed at all. No. No. It really, it has not changed. I think now it's more of sorry videos posted on YouTube. That's true. Apology videos. Apology videos. There's only one apology video that I have accepted into my heart of hearts, and she's no longer on YouTube, and it makes me sad. Oh, we miss you, Jenna! Yes, with her fish, but she was so upset about I was like, my girl, it's okay, I promise it's okay. I miss Jenna every day. I do too. Her and uh, and Julian are getting married. It's exciting times. I know. Oh my god, it makes me so happy. It gives me hope. It does. They're sweet together. But she's the only apology videos that, like, I felt were genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like, that fish one. Like, there was a lot of apology videos about other animals being abused from other people. And I did not feel that neither of them were, any of them were as genuine as Jenna being like, I put fake plants in my fish tank. And I put them in this cool bowl because I thought they would really like this bowl, but I didn't realize that it was an awful bowl to be in. And I'm a horrible person. I was like, "Oh, it's okay, baby. We did this. We we all have done it. It's okay. Yeah. Like we've literally all done it." Yeah, and she was like, "I'm gonna return my fish because I don't deserve them." And I was like, "My baby, it's okay, baby. It's okay. You're making me cry for fish. I can't." Over time, with how much Edwards and James's combined letters boasted about political views since they all hated the Republicans and they actually expressed Confederate pride, James actually became a symbol of the Confederate defiance. It was also the fact that his outlaw crime spree, plus his opinions about the Republicans, made him even more famous. So it wasn't even just like, oh, he's this, like, uh, gang member. He's this leader. He's all in his... Oh, he also is a Confederate? Oh my god. And he hates Republicans? Oh my god. I'm so happy for him. He's... Yes. It was just word of mouth spread so quickly about him that he just became, like, a household name in a very weird way. Uh, And this is actually where the American Robin Hood image came from. As Edwards would proclaim that he was stealing from the rich, a.k.a. the Republicans, and giving to the poor, a.k.a. the Confederates. And Jesse wouldn't end up saying, you know, we're not thieves, we're bold robbers. I am proud of the name for Alexander the Great was a bold robber, Julius Caesar and Napoleon Bonaparte. Like, he was essentially saying that he was one of the greats, uh, that he was doing good in the name of others. However, even though Jesse James stole a whole bunch of money, there's no evidence that he actually gave anything back. While all of this was going on, uh, Jesse James and his brother joined Cool Younger, who they had met back during the Quancho Raiders days, and they actually all joined what is known as the James Younger Gang. Jesse James actually became the most public figure of the group, again because of the whole publicity stunt that was happening. The gang decided they were going to carry out many robberies that were all from Iowa, Texas, following through Kansas, 
to West Virginia. They robbed anything from banks, stagecoaches, trains, pretty much anything that they can get their hands on. It did not matter. They got so out of hand that they would even put on shows for people who were watching. Like they were jazzing it up, hamming it up. They literally would be like, oh, we're robbing this bank. Let's do like a little jig out here. Let's steal this other person. Let's flirt with this person in the street. Like they did not care. They wanted to make it as bomb as they possibly could. It seemed that whenever Jesse and his gang were robbing banks, they were actually ended up being sheltered by Confederate sympathizers, and they were able to elude being arrested pretty much all of the time until their luck did eventually run out. In 1874, on April 24th, Jesse married his cousin, Zerelda. They actually did end up having two children who survived into adulthood. Jesse Edward James and Mary Susan James, all their other children did perish in infancy. Of course, not many people actually did think of Jesse as a Robin Hood. And in 1874, the Otto Adams Express Company was turning to the Pinkerton National Detective Agency in order to put a stop to the gang. The Adams Express Company was one of the main contributors to the cargo and freight industry. And so therefore, when Jesse was stealing from trains and the shipments, he was actually stealing from them as well. The detective agency had sent a few people, most of them were killed, and they were all sent to capture Jesse, his brother, anyone that they could. So they ended up sending the founder, Alan Pinkerton. He ended up having a personal vendetta to the group, and he actually ended up going to the James Samuels household again. He staged a raid. He threw a bomb into the house, and when it ended up exploding, it killed the younger half-brother, Archie, as well as maiming Zerelda Samuel James's mom. Pinkerton ended up denying that the raid was meant to cause arson. He also denied that there was an explosion. It was only supposed to be a raid. However, a biographer named Ted Eatman found a letter by Pinkerton in which he declared his intention was to, quote, burn the house down. If you're going to do a crime, don't put it in writing. Don't take this free, not legal advice. If you're going to do a crime, just don't put it in writing. Don't tell anyone. Snitches get stitches. Honestly. <sighs> don't do crime. People were so angry over the raid on the house, they ended up passing a bill that ended up praising Jesse James and the and the gang, and they actually offered them amnesty. When you have enough crowd support, they don't care. No one cares. It's like being famous. It's like being famous. It's all about who you know. But again, all good things must come to an end. And on September 7th, 1876, which was ironically the opening day for hunting season in Minnesota, the game had attempted to rob the First National Bank in Northfield, Minnesota. When they split their gang into groups to go either to the bank to guard the door uh, or to go across the street, they did not realize that the people in the town were actually not like-minded Confederates. And instead, they all had guns ready on them, and they were very adamant against crime, as you should be. But when they went in there, there was a cashier named Joseph Lee Hayward. He refused to open the safe, and he said that there was a time lock. He refused to budge or even try to open the safe, even when they held a knife to his throat, and then they eventually ended up pistol-whipping him in the back of the head. Many citizens would gather in the streets, and they actually were confused about the two individuals that were outside the bank. So they eventually called the authorities, but they still took matters into their own hands. 
by grabbing their guns and chasing the bandits out of the bank. The townspeople ended up killing two of the gang members uh, while everyone was trying to escape. And then eventually the gang was hunted down and taken out, except for Frank and Jesse James. They somehow got out. They used the rest of their gang members as shields. I really don't know. They survived. This is how, in 1876, uh, Jesse and Frank actually reappeared in Nashville, Tennessee. They had assumed their new identities of Thomas Howard and B.J. Woodson. Frank was actually able to settle down. He eventually got into the new routine of a new life. He no longer was the sort of crime person uh, that he used to be. But Jesse could not stay still. He recruited a new gang in 1879, and he started returning to holding up the trains in Missouri. However, due to his growing paranoia and trying to stay away from the law, he ended up scaring a member of the gang as well. Like, all his gang members he scared away. He was like... paranoia was setting in he was just not wanting anyone to be near him or trusted him or anything but he also possibly killed another killed a couple of them it's not confirmed but his gang has consisted of people who were not really soldiers they never were soldiers they were only in it for the money or whatever whatever they could steal from the robbing of trains and other money laundering schemes so in 1881 missouri governor thomas Crittenden, again, was still tired of everything that was happening. He thought he got rid of them the first time, and it didn't work. So since the public actually ended up not doing what he wanted them to, he no longer wanted to put up with Jesse James's antics, so he put up a $10,000 reward, both brothers, dead or alive. There's actually an assumption or a promise that he was promising immunity for anyone who murdered Jesse and Frank James. But he actually promised it to Robert Ford, whose brother Charles was a part of the new gang. So it all kind of came like foot in the door kind of moment. Oh. That was an easy way for Robert to get infiltrated into the gang. And supposedly James did not really super trust Robert. He didn't really understand the Ford brothers' intentions overall. But some sources will say that in 1880... Robert Ford joined the gang with his brother Charles. He admired Jesse James prior to the whole governor conspiracy thing. Others will say that he only joined the group to murder Jesse. Again, since it was in the 1800s. Not much definitive proof, you know? Yeah. Not much to go off of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the brothers themselves, the Ford brothers, uh, they didn't really do a whole lot in terms of crime. So they're odd jobs around the house or odd jobs for the gang itself. So they would hold their home as like a safe house for the gang members escaping the law. But in January of 1882, two members, Wood Height and Dick Little, got into an argument while hiding out in the home of Ford's sister. So I'm not sure if it was like her house overall or she just happened to be there. But when they got into a really big fight and it escalated, they ended up firing their weapons at each other. And she was in imminent danger. So Robert Ford retaliated and he shot Wood Height in the head. He said, no, not around my sister, bro. Wood Height was actually Jesse James's cousin. And so because Robert didn't want to get in trouble, he buried Height's body about a mile from his sister's home. The crime itself, however, was discovered and Robert actually got arrested. Oh. 
However, and this is kind of where it's like people aren't really sure like the main reason as to why he was in the gang, but they usually feel like he was wanting to be in the gang first. Excuse me, I am in the middle of something. Good lordy, we have an audience tonight. Sheesh. Oh. They're playing Simba and Scar over here on my bed. It's ridiculous. We're not feeding this energy today. (laughs) So anyway, it it just kind of was one of those things of like, because this happened after Robert got arrested, that's why people most likely believe that he he was already in the gang because he just wanted to be in the gang. But after he got arrested, because he was part of the gang, the governor was like, hey, I want Jesse James dead. I have immunity. I can grant you a pardon if you kill Jesse. I'll even throw in the $5,000 bounty for his half. So if he got to kill Frank, he would get the full 10000 but because he was only specifically going for Jesse, he would only get five. The immunity would also serve as a pardon for the murder of Height and Jesse James. So it was like, hey, you do this thing, you get off scot-free. Like, I'm not even going to charge you for the murder of the other person. I'm not even going to charge you for murder of this person. I just need this shit done. So the Ford brothers still, again, didn't really partake in a whole lot of crime. Charles himself might have participated in train robberies from time to time. But because Robert wasn't a, really a full-fledged member, he that's why he was presented with this opportunity by the governor. So he decided he was going to make himself more involved with the gang. So in 1882, March specifically, Jesse James' gang had dwindled so down that Ford had just tried convincing his brother Charles to make him a full-fledged member. And Jesse actually agreed reluctantly because he just had so little people in his gang that he was like, I guess the more the merrier. But that would actually end up being the beginning of the end. As in April 3rd, 1882, the brothers met up with Jesse at his home while he was under the alias of Thomas Howard. They were actually getting together to discuss more plans on robbing the Platte City, Missouri Bank. And this is when Thomas Howard, aka Jesse James, was... (laughs) It says was hot for me. was too hot so he removed his jacket and took out his guns he went to go correct the crooked painting on the wall and he heard the click of the guns being cocked at the back of his head and he was eventually shot by robert ford however the little twist in the story is that robert having hopefully been recognized as a hero was actually characterized as a villain most commonly as Judas, as he was, quote, a dirty little coward, because he shot him in the back of the head and with no weapons. So essentially, people believe that he took the chicken shit way out of killing someone in the back of the head, like in their own home, defenseless. Everyone's like, nope, you should have at least like done the good thing and like faced him head on. And he was like, no, <laughs> I wanted my $5,000 and I want to get the hell out of Dodge. Okay. Many people shamed him for murdering America's Robin Hood. Although a lot of people actually did also believe that it was high time for Jesse and the gang to be stopped. The immunity that he was supposed to receive for killing Jesse James ended up actually being a pardon after he was convicted of the crime. He was still arrested. He still went to prison. And then they were like, oh yes, you're now pardoned. Thank you and have a great day. Like, (laughs) 
just wild. Yeah. How are you going to sit there and be like, hey, we're going to promise immunity so that you can still kill this person that we want you to kill, uh, but we won't do it right away. We want you to suffer a little bit, because how dare you accept this position to kill another person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He supposedly only received a small amount of the $5,000 as Sheriff James Timberlake and Marshal Henry H. Craig were the actual enforcement officials that were active in the plan, and so they were, quote, worth the majority of the bounty. Again, why are you going to promise this man a full $5,000 and then not give it to him because he didn't do all of it, except he did do it? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, wild. <sighs> but... The wildest thing is that the Ford brothers actually started a touring state show where they reenacted the murder of Jesse James. What? They purposely went state to state having a sideshow play about how they killed Jesse James. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. I don't understand. I don't think I'll ever understand. After Jesse's death, Billy Gashad wrote the Ballad of Jesse James and continuously revitalized Jesse's image of Robin Hood. Charlie Ford actually ended up becoming diagnosed with tuberculosis, which was actually incurable during that time frame, and he became addicted to morphine, and therefore on May 6, 1884, in Richmond, Missouri, Charlie Ford actually committed suicide. Robert Ford was shot in the neck in Creed, Colorado in June 8th, 1892 by Edward O'Kelly. People state that Edward O'Kelly walked in with a loaded double-barrel shotgun, entered the saloon that the brothers had, and said, Hello, Bob, before killing him. Many people think that Edward was an Avenger for Jesse James, to the point that his life sentence was for the murder was commuted to 1901 by James Bradley Orman, the Colorado governor, and the response to pleas for clemency. So he only was in prison for like nine years for a life sentence. What? But also because of the pleas for clemency, a lot of people convinced a Colorado governor to officially pardon O'Kelly on October 3rd, 1902. So not only did he only get nine years for a life sentence for killing a man in the neck who was requested to kill another man, he was also pardoned for it. Wait, what? I Yeah, yeah, that's, again, the ending is like the wildest part. I don't understand it at all. There's a sideshow, there's murder plays, there's songs about this man. And there's another man getting pardoned for killing the other man. It's too much. It's too much. James's original grave was on the family farm. Although he was later moved to a cemetery, the footstone is still there with his mother's who wrote the epitaph in loving memory of my beloved son, murdered by a traitor and a coward whose name is not worthy to appear here. Oh, damn. She petty. Love it. A few months after his brother's death, Frank James actually gave himself up to the police where he was tried for murder in Missouri and he was tried for robbery in Alabama and he was tried for armed robbery in Missouri. He was found not guilty on three accounts and since he was essentially a free man, he was able to retire on his family's farm and he died in 1915 in the room that he was born in. 
And although back in the 1800s, Sissy James was considered an, a war hero, maybe even a political figure in the movement in the Reconstruction era, the renewed cultural battles that have taken place over the Civil War in American history, and even up to today, have replaced the long-standing initial interpretation of Jesse James as the Western frontier hero. So he's not really the man that everyone thought him to be. He's definitely something completely different. That's Jesse James, America's Robin Hood that actually never gave to the poor. That's amazing. It's a wild fucking ride, right? That is a wild ride. Wild ride. My credits super, super quick, super quick, uh, (laughs) is the Jesse James Wikipedia page, the American Civil War Wikipedia page, Jesse James and Frank James biography from Britannica.com, the crime figure Jesse James from Biography.com, a Washington Post on the stay in history outlaw Jesse James took a bullet to the brain, allthatsinteresting.com about Robert Ford, and two articles from PBS.org about the American experience of Jesse James and Jesse James's death. Specifically his death. Oh. To be fair, I really haven't known Jesse James. You know, we all know of, like, historical figures at some point. Yeah. I didn't really know a lot about Jesse James. I didn't realize the whole farm fiasco. Uh, I didn't realize the whole guerrilla warfare as well. I really didn't even realize that he was a part of, like, the Civil War until I read all of that. And it's definitely an important thing to remember and to know. But he was interesting for sure. The, like I said, the ending, fucking, the sideshows got me. As soon as I saw it, I was like, well, I have to do this. Can't find anything about this sideshow, but, whoo boy. Oh, boy. Could you imagine? You're just traveling in your buggy. I'm sure they had cars back then. Like, starting to have cars. But, uh, you're just traveling in your little buggy, and you just see a sign that's like, come witness the murder of JJ. Yeah, oh. JJ Robin Hood. Should we go? Should we? Should we take the kids? Take the kids, because of popcorn. Yeah, take the mistress. She she always wants to go. And it's just two guys, and they're just doing like a miming, freaking, they don't even have fake guns, they just have a miming, so they can pretend to shoot each other in the back of the head. Oh my god. But how wrong do you think I am, though? No, 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 you're right. You're exactly. Right. <laughs> Get the wife, the kids, the mistress. The nanny, who's also a mistress, grabs some popcorn and just watch two people just be like, how, 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 all the time. Would you like to do a, a spoonful of sugar? A scloonful of sugar, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, what's your, what's your scloonful? What do you, you go first. Commissions are going good. My reach is going out more, which is exciting. Yeah. I, I got 200 today on Twitch. That's, that's really exciting for me. I met a whole bunch of cool people today. Yeah, you had a lot of people. Yeah, I've, I've, I've recently made a whole bunch of, a handful of new friends. And I'm really excited about that we're, we're friends. I had a huge raid today, which was wild. Yeah, good things. I like those things. Those are good things. Yep, good things. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rash? I'm just excited to go to St. Augustine this weekend and just have a good fun time. That's my spoonful. I'm I'm experiencing new things and I'm having a great time doing it. And that's all that matters. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's my short and sweet and to the point. I love it all. Yeah. What is uh what is our schoonism for today? Oh schoonism for today. Are you yawning over there? How dare you? It's not four AM No, no, of course not. <laughs> Oh, baby. Uh, schoolism for today. If you see an UFO, maybe don't. Today's not the day. <laughs> no. You know what? Do you really need to see a snoot newt? I mean, yeah. I would like to see a snoot newt. But do you really? Like, is that mandatory in your life, or do you do you need another two hours to sleep? Here's the question. Once you see a snoot newt, like, you know they exist, right? You can't live life normally after that. Why do you think there's so many people who are, quote, crazy after being abducted by aliens? That's true. They're like, I've seen a snoot newt, and they're like, a what? <laughs> <laughs> Death by snoot snoot. That's what I'm telling you. That's why I'm like, I understand that you're like, oh, well, this person's crazy because, like, they say that they got abducted by aliens. But also, wouldn't you also be crazy if you were abducted by aliens? That's true, that's true. You know what? I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Your life is never the same. If you see an UFO, don't. Don't marry your cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Knock it off. I understand. It was in the past where that thing was acceptable-ish, but don't do it. No. Did you hear about that TikTok? Was it a TikTok? I don't know. I just saw something about, uh, I think it was like a, a couple. Like, they were like hardcore, like, I think like a year or more into their relationship. And they took a DNA test to find out, like, their ancestry and stuff and found out that they were brother and sister. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're, you're blown away. Yes, I know. They were both given up at birth. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Why? Yeah. Okay. This, listen. Listen. This, <laughs> this could have been avoided if the parents would just be like, yeah, somewhere out there is your brother. <laughs> right? You know? But no one wants to tell anyone that they're adopted. Just tell them you're adopted. What's the big deal? But also, how awkward of a conversation to be like, hey, I just need to let you know that I'm adopted. Um, Before we can date, I need to know your history of ancestors. Are you adopted? And if so, does the name Jersey ring any bells to you? Right. Do you know this or that? Like... And if you're not adopted, did your parents have another child that they never told you about? Are you wild? I don't remember if they continued to date. I'm gonna be real honest with you. I don't remember. Uh, but I remember reading that article and being like, well then, how about that? Well, that's enough internet for today. <laughs> but on that fun side note, end note, end cap, it's, we're, it's late. It, this is all my fault. We're late. No, shush. It's my Thanks fault. Thanks for listening. No, wait. Oh, oh yeah, you what? did your screen. You did your screen. I'm sorry. Swear. I'm sorry. Go ahead with your with your outro. <gasps> I don't want to do it anymore. You do it. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank I'm sorry. you go ahead. for listening to our episode today with your beautiful eyeballs. Um, we. <laughs> <laughs> follow us on all the things we're expanding every week if i can help it uh please follow us on twitter at mhm pod p-o-d 
uh, please follow us on TikTok at Murder Horror Monsters Pod. Go follow us there. We're going to be posting some shit soon. Please, please check out our affiliation little link with witchesbeautyparlor.com. Monsters15, you get 50% off. Follow each of us on Twitter at Skloon, S-K-L-0-0-N underscore, and at The Gourd Witch, G-O-U-R-D. We're fun. I We're fun. I might post some shit. Who knows anymore? I'm all over the place. I got so much shit happening. <laughs> Man, that's what I've been. I've been trying to post on Twitter more. I feel like I haven't been posting enough. So you know what? I'm just, I'm just, you know what I do? I just reblogs like silly things and post like. I have a problem with TikTok and that's my issue. I open up my phone to do something on either Twitter <laughs> or to like set an alarm move money around in my bank and I just go straight to TikTok and I'm like, why has it been 30 minutes and nothing's been done? It's because I'm on TikTok and I need to delete that app. It's bad. It's so bad for me. Um, TikTok is an addiction. It traps people. An addiction is an illness. It's a sickness. And the first step to overcoming an addiction is admitting you have a problem. (laughs) I don't have a problem. You can't force me. You're not my real mom. Damn it, Ash. <laughs> but yes. Uh so follow us on the on the things. It's all exciting. Oh, 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 uh oh surprise, oh. surprise Scloonful. My grandparents finally moved back to Jacksonville and I'm what? so excited that they're in Florida again and I'm so happy to just be with them and it's really exciting. They just moved back with my parents not too long ago. Anyway, uh we love you all. <laughs> I love you we all. Love you viewers. Keep those peepers peeping. We'll be back. Yes, we're back on our regular bullshit. Same date, same time, new outro. Uh, So enjoy that. We love you all. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Peepers, peepers, peeled. This has been Murder, Horror, Monsters, with new episodes every Tuesday. Research, editing, and production by Skloon and Ash. Music produced by Dank with a Stank. Credits by Spooky Rose. Rate, review, and follow on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Want to work with us? Send a request to murderhorrormonsterspod at gmail.com.